Cool. Well, y'all can talk. This is kind of casual. This isn't like Sunday morning or anything. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool to talk back. Um, we'll, we'll, I mean, some of you talk back on Sunday morning. So, um, anyway, I'm wearing a microphone not because I necessarily need to, but there were about a dozen people who were like, hey, will you please record this because we can't be here so, or we can't be there. So um, that's why we're doing that. So um, they're going to be recording and we're just going to talk a little bit. I'm assuming you're here because you have a child or a teenager. Um, you got a kid that's probably begging for a phone or a teenager that is begging for an app that you're like scared to death of. And you wish that you could like go back to when those theme songs were current and, and, and they were easier, more simpler times before social media and before phones and, and uh, the internets and all that stuff. Um, so we're going to talk. I'm going to try to help you. I, I, my goal, my prayer is that you guys leave encouraged and, and less fearful and, um, and, and you leave confident that, that you, can, you can help your kiddos. And, uh, but let me pray for you and then we'll start and... Um, help you out. God, we uh, come before you as um, imperfect people who need your help. And uh, we, we have kids that we love and that we want to help follow you. Um, and God, we, we want you to change their heart and draw them to yourself. And we realize and confess that there, is a, there are a lot of things in this world. There are a lot of things on their phone. There are a lot of things on the internet pulling them away from you and have the potential to not just pull them away from you, but, but wreck them. And uh, I pray that you would give us wisdom uh, to parent these kids, uh, give us the, the courage to um, say no when we need to say no and, and draw boundaries where there need to be boundaries. Uh, God, we pray that you would bless our time and that you would be honored. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so uh, I, I want to say um, I am, first of all, I am so glad that there was no social media when I was in middle school and high school. Are, are, you, <laughs> are you with me? Uh, that would have been a nightmare. I, I was so insecure as it is. Uh, and to, to have been able to see all the things that I wasn't invited to <laughs> all the weekend, <laughs> I mean, I, I knew the thing, I knew it existed. But to see, to see pictures of it uh, would, have been, would have been terrible. Um, I remember the, the girl that I dated in high school. Um, I have to say, Heather, she was crazy, right? No, nowhere near as cool as Heather. Um, but the girl that I dated in high school, she did have a car phone. This was, I graduated in 98, so this was 96, 97. She had a car phone. Wow, what, <laughs> what, when did you guys graduate? Okay, um, but I I didn't I didn't grow up with a cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone until uh, like ninety nine or two thousand when when I went to Bible college. Um, but the girl I dated in high school, she had a car phone. Yeah, it was about that big. It was in uh, it was in a bag, and I mean, it, I thought like that was the most amazing thing. Like, wow, did that fall from a spaceship? And uh, she was also the first person who ever showed me the internet. I remember going over to her house, and they had the internet. And I, I was like, what, what in the world is the internet? And I was like, I just knew, all I'd heard was chat rooms. 
and that you could like find dates and chat rooms, and, and that, that's where um, satanic people, you could get kidnapped out of chat rooms, and, and that's all uh, I knew. And I remember the first website I ever saw was Microsoft Encarta, uh, the, the online encyclopedia. It was like Microsoft Encyclopedia Britannica. Y'all remember Encarta? Anybody? Anybody remember the first website you saw? Besides uh, somebody that's a teenager? Can anyone tell it? <laughs> the first website you saw that you're okay telling us about. AOL. AOL? Yeah, yeah, the AOL um, conglomerate home screen. Yeah, and, and then you had the, the, the loud screaming modem. The, the internet and, and the options and, and the stuff out there, it's really kind of a mess. Um, the reason that we wanted to get together the, tonight, and Ken and I have been talking about doing this for a while, is because at least every other week, I have a parent come talk to me about an app that their kid wants or how to lock down their phone. Um, they're, they're scared because they don't understand everything about technology, and they're looking for some help. Um, and then also, pretty regularly, I, I have conversations with, uh, or Heather has conversations um, with, with girls who are struggling with, with comparing and being left out and all this middle school and high school drama that probably wouldn't exist if it weren't for phones. Any of your kids dealing with that? Okay. And, and then I have conversations pretty regular. In, in fact, I, I meet with two guys, um, two high school guys, uh, every other week right now who, who are struggling um, with pornography. And, and I know they're not the only ones. Um, and, and so it, it really is a mess. And um, we, we, can, we tend to kind of go one of two ways. Um, some people, uh, and, and this would be a lot of our tendency, would be just to kind of rage against the machines. And we're just not going to have phones. You can have a phone when you're 25, when you, when you move out. Um, and we're not going to have anything to do with any technology because it's all evil. And, um, and, and so we just, we just get rid of it all. Now, I have to confess that, that I, I like our wiredness, okay? It, while it has the potential to mess us up, I also like the fact that I have, you know, driving directions to everywhere in the U.S. in my pocket. Well, it's not in my pocket right now. But you got, we all have, I mean, I don't get lost near as much anymore. I still get lost um, but not as much as I used to. And I, I've got the Bible on my phone. Um, and I can text Heather, you know, throughout the day while I'm at work. I, I like that. I, I like that. Um, then on, on the other hand, the other response is that, uh, and this may be kind of what you're feeling. Maybe you identify with this. But we kind of throw our hands up and surrender. I don't understand it all. I don't get it. There, by the time I kind of understand an app that my kids got, uh, they're not on it anymore. They don't even want it. And, and that's partly because you understand it now. So they've moved on to a different app. And, um, and, and so we just kind of like, you know, forget it. And, and I tell you, there are, it is amazing to me how many students, especially, how many teenagers have completely unrestricted access to the internet. Um, I, I don't know that that's you guys. I doubt it's you because you're here. Um, 
But it is amazing how many of the teenagers in, in, in our youth group that, that I know that they're, there's just no, there's no restriction whatsoever as far as their, their, how often they can be on their phone, uh, but more specifically, <clears throat> what they have access to. And there, there's no filters, there's no boundaries, there's no, um, there's no limits. So I want to do, uh, do four things tonight, okay? First, uh, I want to talk about your child's heart. Okay, because it really, when it comes down to it, it really is about the heart. Um, you know, if, if there's bad words, then Jesus says, you know, out of, out of the overflow of our, our heart does our mouth speak. So when there's bad words, then, then there's a bad heart. When there's bad behavior, there's a bad heart. So most of this is, is a heart problem, okay? Uh, so we're going to talk about the heart. But second, I, I want to encourage you guys. I, I don't want you to leave overwhelmed or like, you know, like, um, just with too much information and, and you're, it's just stressing you out. So I want you to be encouraged. Um, and because I know that the world of apps, I mean, it's huge, it's vast. So it's, it's easy to get kind of freaked out. Third, uh, and we'll spend a good bit of time here. I want to give you guys some practical tools uh, that, that you can use uh, to kind of come up with a plan for your kid, your children, and, and hopefully protect them and, and keep them from uh, stumbling on some things that they don't need to stumble upon. And, um, and then finally, uh, I, we'll spend a few minutes just letting you guys ask questions if, if you have any, okay? So um, first, let's do this. I'll, I'll give you some stats real quick. Uh, 70% of 13 to 17-year-olds have smartphones. Uh, anybody want to guess how many daily users there are on Instagram? Hundred million, hundred million. Uh, what about Facebook daily users? Nine hundred million, nine hundred million. There are five hundred million tweets per day. Children aged thirteen to eighteen spend more than seventy-two hours a week using uh, electronic media, and this is defined in this survey as internet, mobile phones, television, music, and video games. This survey claims that 90% of 8 to 16-year-olds have seen pornography online and mostly while doing homework. Um, parents were surveyed, uh, and 74% of parents said that they did not have the time or energy to keep up with their children online. And um, maybe you guys are kind of feeling that. 80% uh, of these parents said that they have no idea how to monitor their kids' online activities. They don't even know what to do because they feel like their kids are smarter than them, their kids adapt quicker to technology, and so they're like, you know, what the heck? I don't know how to keep up with it. 73% um, uh, of parents admit to using their phone at least once during dinner. Um, I'm in that 27% that never does that, so... Uh... <laughs> Okay, okay. Guilty. I'm a sinner. Um, Pinterest. You know how many million of millions of people are on Pinterest? 70 million people are on Pinterest. The percentage of U.S. adult males who use Pinterest. <laughs> 13%. And I, 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 am, a, I am a Pinterest... 
My name is Jono, and I'm a Pinterest user. Um, I, <laughs> Pinterest? Look! There's a lot of good recipes. Uh, there, we get a lot of good youth ministry ideas from there. Um, table decorations. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on there. Um, and then, let's see here. Number of hours that users spend watching Netflix per month. Anybody want to take a guess? <laughs> One billion hours a month that are spent in the U.S. on, on Netflix, okay? So, um, yeah, that, that's kind of crazy. So, it, I would say that, I mean, I don't sound like extreme, but, but I would say those numbers are, that's kind of scary that it's that high, that, that there's that much, we're just spending that much, much time on, on, on screens. And, um, you know, honestly, when you look, I wrote this down, the things that teenagers are posting on social media prove a lot of things. And one of those things is parental absence when it comes to, when it comes to their internet usage. Some of the things that, that I see students, even in our youth group, post, uh, especially on, have you ever heard of a Finsta? Anybody know what a Finsta is? It's a fake Instagram account. Fake Instagram account, a lot of, a, a large chunk of teenagers have them, and it's where they post the stuff that they don't want their parents to see. Um, in fact, just today, uh, there, there's a student that, that I know that I saw their fake Instagram account, um, about to graduate high school, and was holding a huge bottle of tequila, uh, but it was half, half empty. Um, and this was on um, her fake Insta. So, um, and I, I, yeah. So, yeah, y'all need to go home and ask your kids about Finstas. <laughs> um, I think about the competition that the girls feel on, on social media. Um, I think about the guys and, and the attraction to, to pornography. And I believe that the addiction to the screen time is like strangling their souls. Um, I, it is harder than ever, like from a youth ministry standpoint, it, is, it feels more difficult to help students grow in their faith right now. In fact, it, feels, it also feels, um, I don't know if you guys notice this, but I, it's so weird, but I feel like over the past couple years, that I can say things to teenagers and ask them to kind of tell me what I said, and they can absolutely not articulate anything I just told them. I've subbed for the Loganville CLC and, and would ask some simple questions that I had just answered. And those kids, they're, they're looking at me like, like I just asked them to explain the theory of relativity. Um, so I don't know, they're having a harder time paying attention or something. Um, and, and I think that's due in part to, to screen time and, and YouTube generation, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so while the web and social media definitely has the power to make life better, it's also got the power to um, just rot your soul. And, and so I think we've got to be vigilant. We've got to be careful. And um, we, we can't be lazy in this area. Now, 
we are broken parents. We are broken parents raising broken people, okay? And none of us are, are perfect. Uh, and, and so not only do I need the work of Jesus uh, in me and, and, and redeeming me and fixing me and, and cleaning me up, but I also need him to work through me in the life of my child, okay, to, to, to shape their heart, to create, like, like Pastor Kim was talking about this morning, um, you know, while, we need to, while I can't change their heart, you know, God changes the heart, I can do everything to create an environment to say things, to do things, to keep them away from things to where there is the most potential for God to just get a hold of their heart. And uh, because from a biblical worldview, we know that our children are sinners. So if you're taking notes, um, you can write that down or you can type that in your notes that your child is a sinner. You're a sinner. I'm a sinner. Now, Jesus has saved us. He has redeemed us. But we, we are raising little sinners and, uh, and you know that because they're so cute and sweet one second, and then the next, they're, they're, they're turning on each other and us the next minute. Um, and so their heart needs transformation. And uh, I think we, we look at Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20, and I think this is one of the most practical, helpful parenting passages in, in all the Bible, but it really doesn't look like a parenting passage at first, but this is Jesus talking. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. And, and so I am to disciple my child. I am to make my child into a disciple. I am to point them to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And I am to teach them to observe everything that Jesus has said. I am to teach them to observe, to, to uh, obey Jesus' commands. And, and then I can know that Jesus is with me in that. And so as overwhelming as it gets, as scary as social media is, if we can be faithful to disciple our children, to point them to Jesus, we can know that, that our Heavenly Father is with us. And, um, and ultimately... We want them to be Jesus-loving people who honor him in every area of their life. Because one day, our boundaries uh, and, and your boundaries that you have set for your kids, one day those boundaries are not going to be there because they're going to move out. And they're not going to be as, under, as much under your authority as they are now. But for now, while they are in your home using the phone that you bought them, by the way. Let me, let me just say, it, it is... Um, it's amazing. I'm not saying this about you, but one of the thing that, things that keeps coming up, it's, it's kind of amazing how many parents are scared of their kids and scared to tell their kids no. And uh, maybe I'm a little harsh because, uh, you know, I grew up with my grandparents and, and it was just kind of a, it was kind of a different thing, you know, and, they're, and, and, and so I could be a little uh, rough on my kids and, and Heather's, you know, Heather has to level me out, you know, like, hey, he can't get a job yet. He's only seven. Just, just calm down. You gotta <laughs> chill out. But, um, but dang, I mean, let, let, let's don't be scared of our kids. But we also, we, we also can't give up. We can't be lazy. And, and let's, say this, let's say this about phones real quick. Um, go as long as you possibly can without giving them a phone. <laughs> go as long as you possibly can. I, I think that's probably one of the questions 
that, that comes up that, that I have in, in conversation with parents, like, how old should they be when they get a phone? Like, as old as you possibly can wait, as old as you are willing to wait. Um, so I, I, I'm not going to put a number on it. Um, but man, the later you can wait, the, the, because they, they think that it's like they're climbing a rung on, on a status, you know, they're, they're climbing um, and, and their life is getting better. But the truth is uh, that at their age, really, the, the phone is like a step in, into slavery. I mean, the, the phone, um, it, it traps them just like it can trap adults. And it, and it, they end up slipping into the game of, of likes on their social media and, and finding their worth in how many likes they get. I, it, it, I see students like posting pictures of themselves and literally asking people to compliment them. They're like, oh my goodness. They, they are getting their worth from social media and, and the attention that they can get. And that is so so unhealthy. So let me, let me just say, like, wait as long as you possibly can, okay? Um, now, let's say, let, let's, let's do this. Let, let's, let's get a little practical here, okay? Uh, top nine apps used by teenagers, uh, ages, and, and we're going we're gonna to expand that, the age uh, 13 to 24, this study that I found. According to apps, you have wire, the top nine apps, don't know why they didn't do the top 10, uh, but top nine apps used by teenagers, 13 to 24, uh, were these. In uh, number one, anybody want to guess what number one is? Snapchat. It was Snapchat. Uh, who, by the way, who feels that they have a decent understanding of Snapchat? Like, you get Snapchat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who, have we all heard of Snapchat? Okay, all right. Number two, Facebook, which I thought was kind of weird because a lot of what you read is that, that teenagers have moved away from Facebook. But um, number two, it's Facebook. Number three, Instagram, yes. Number four, Twitter. Number five is Pinterest. Number six is uh, an app called Tumblr. Anybody know what Tumblr is? Yeah. Who's familiar with Tumblr. Just a handful of you guys? Okay, well, we're going to go back through these and explain some of these in just a second. Uh, number seven, uh, WhatsApp. Anybody know what WhatsApp is? Huh? What? Uh, and then number eight, Musical.ly. You guys know Musical.ly? Yeah, I hate it too. Uh, and then number nine, number nine is Kick. You heard of Kick? No. Now, this, this, here's another stat. This same group, uh, 13 to 24, spends 200 minutes on a smartphone daily. That actually sounded kind of, while that's outrageous, that actually sounded kind of low to me. Uh, but anyway, 200 minutes. Okay, so let's, let's go back. Snapchat real quick. Uh, let, me, let me get you guys in the loop on Snapchat. In the beginning... Uh, it was designed. It was actually designed by a couple of guys. It, uh, the first uh, um, edition of Snapchat. It was actually called uh, Peekaboo, and it was these guys designed it. These two guys designed it to be able to cheat on tests in, in class. And the the theory behind it was they. It was basically messaging or pictures, 
and it was designed to disappear within um, 30 seconds or whatever. And, and their thinking was that by the time that the teacher saw it and took it up, it was gone and the evidence was gone. Now that evolved into Snapchat uh, and that evolved into uh, being able to send pretty explicit photographs and messages and those, um, they disappear and, and there's no trace of them, okay? And so uh, it still kind of functions that way. After 24 hours, there, there's a thing called a story on Snapchat. Are you guys familiar with stories? Uh, what? <laughs> Instagram, yeah. That, I don't want to make this too convoluted. You've seen stories start popping up on Instagram. Uh, Facebook is now doing the whole story thing. You know what I'm talking about? The little circles that pop up at the top of Facebook Messenger now and the little circles that pop up at the top of Instagram. Um, those are stories, and that's basically just, you know, dumb stuff. Whatever's going on, uh, I, you know, I'm at the grocery store with mom or whatever. It's the stuff that's kind of like not classy enough maybe to make it into an actual Instagram post. Uh, and everybody, every app's kind of getting into this game. Uh, and so these stories, they can be whatever, but they disappear after 24 hours. But then a Snapchat message actually disappears after a few seconds, okay? Y'all got that? Everybody pros on Snapchat now? All right, good. Um, let's see here. Uh, Facebook and Instagram... Uh, I think most of us are pretty familiar with Facebook and Instagram. Uh, one of the things that makes the, them semi-okay for teenagers, if, if we're going to define it that way, uh, is that they, they at least have some filters. They, they at least have some standards when it comes to explicit content, um, hate content, and, and, and nudity. Um, but most of you know that people get as close as they possibly can to nudity on, on both of these apps. And um, especially, like right now, I, I'm pretty shocked at what starts popping up right around spring break, break and then goes through about September. And it's like, wow, every teenage girl is like posting a picture of themselves in a, in a bikini. That is not good. Um, Twitter? You guys familiar with Twitter? Ish? Okay. Tweets, 140 characters. Uh, Twitter, on the other hand, has no, there, there's no filter. You can, you can put anything just about on Twitter. Um, so there, there are pornographic accounts on Twitter that, that have embedded pornographic videos. There, there, there's, there's pretty much, um, it's, it's open season on, on Twitter. Tumblr. Tumblr has become pretty popular. It's, it's sort of a hybrid between like, it's, it's called like microblogging. Um, it, it's, it's a hybrid between blogging and, and social media. Uh, it's, you can put pictures, you can put GIFs on there. You guys know what GIFs are? Who knows what a GIF is? Somebody, uh, Evan, tell us what a GIF is. It's a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a short picture of video file, and, and it, yeah. Uh, so you can, you can put GIFs on there, quotes, links, music, videos, messaging, and more. So the thing about Tumblr is, again, there's not a whole lot of restriction, and, and it's pretty. If your child has Tumblr, it isn't, I would say they are definitely going to stumble upon something inappropriate. And, and even, if, even if they start out somewhere that's not inappropriate, like a, a, a band that they're following, 
Um, it doesn't take long before they're, they're looking at this and, and someone else has linked to something else inappropriate and, and it's right there in front of them before they could even, even if they're not looking for it, it, it's there before they have the opportunity to be like, whoa, I mean, they've seen it, the damage is done. Uh, so honestly, I would say um, stay, let, keep your kids away from that one. I, I don't see any point in any teenager being on Tumblr and... Um, but that's just my opinion. Um, I will say over 20% of Tumblr traffic is from porn sites. So um, that's a pretty huge volume of pornography. Uh, so that's why I say it's easy for them to stumble upon something. WhatsApp. Who knows what WhatsApp is? All right. Tell, tell us what WhatsApp is. Yeah, yeah. It's basically, I mean, in essence, it's kind of a messaging app, and it's an app that um, a lot of your teenagers may just want to uh, download it if, if um, or if, if they're like preteens, maybe if they've just got an iPod and, and they don't have internet access, or they don't have uh, cellular access, or, um, and so the only time they can use it on is on Wi-Fi. Uh, but they can't send like SMS text messages. So if they download WhatsApp, that would give them ability, the ability to, to message between, uh, they could message a phone number or, or, or other WhatsApp users. And, and WhatsApp is, is, I mean, it's a lot like uh, if you're familiar with you know, iMessage on, on your iPhone. Uh, I mean, it's, it's pictures, there's video, and, and you, you can send pretty much whatever you want, okay? Um, so people use it to avoid using the SMS trick. I don't. It's a message. It's a messaging app. So basically, you just need to monitor it. I don't think it's like inherently evil. Uh, it's not one of these that like you know like child molesters are, are lurking on necessarily. Um, but but yeah, you can end up maybe with a stranger messaging you. Uh, but my suggestion would be, if, if you do allow your child to have it, that you would monitor it just like you're going to monitor their text messages. Um, musically, somebody tell us about musically. Who knows musically? All Leanne? I know is little girls love it. What? They, they listen to a song and they lose it. That's the only one I know. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like highly annoying. Um, mu musically, is, uh, the, the users are referred to as musers. Um, and, and yeah, they, they use it to create short videos. Uh, usually they're lip sync videos with pop music in the background. Uh, some also feature like short um, musical performances, singing, comedy, or, or dancing. And there's, there, there are actually musically celebrities uh, that like they are making a living and their fame, and they are really famous, and it is limited to musically, which blows my mind. But their, their success is on Musical.ly. Uh, now, there are, um, there, there are filters that are kind of like Snapchat. So there are filters that they can, um, uh, you've seen, or I guess Facebook has these now. Does Facebook have the filters where you can like put on your, yeah, yeah, all the dumb stuff, you know, like the puppy dog ears and all that, that garbage. Musical.ly's got that going on. And, um, and so, yeah. 
as far as explicit content on Musical.ly, I can pretty much guarantee you that your child will find it. It is, they're, it's just all over the place uh, because most, most pop songs that are popular right now, I mean, they're, they're like 65% are explicit. You, you go to the top 100 list on iTunes and start scrolling through, I mean, and it's explicit, explicit, explicit. And those are the songs that are popular on Musical.ly. And those are the songs that are... are Preteens are lip syncing, and so they are going to find uh, explicit content on there. Now, in the App Store, it is rated at 12 years old, 12 plus, and, and so they're basically, that, and that's crazy. That, that's crazy to me that it's recommended for 12 and up. I mean, it, it should be like, it should be nobody. Um, kick. You heard a kick? Yeah, yeah, kick. Um, Caroline, you know about Kick? Tell us about Kick. It's like a, it's not a messaging app, but just random strangers can just kick you and you can message them. I don't, I think you can send pictures, but I don't think you can do video. But it's very sexy. Yeah. Because it's all like secret information. Yeah, and, and you, users, the thing, it, it is, again, bottom line, it's a messaging app. But it also, there, there's a couple things that are unique about it. Uh, one is that users can sign up anonymously. Uh, and, and so you don't have to really give any real information, not that you do on other apps, but you can sign up anonymous, anonymously and you know, claim to be a 14-year-old. And, and so that's a lot of times the, the, the news stories that you've heard, like where this, bless you, this, this, this 13-year-old you know, got abducted by this guy, whatever. Uh, a lot of times you'll hear kick mentioned. And, and that's one, again, I, I would say just stay away. Uh, the other thing about Kick and uh, like WhatsApp is that because it, it, um, it's not regulated by the FCC, because it's done over data and it's not SMS messages, it's not regulated by the FCC. So if there was ever like uh, an issue with abuse or there was ever like, you know, just anything, when it comes to Text messages, you, the, the phone company is going to have to work with you. If there was ever a, a court case or something like that, the phone company is going to have to work with you because they're regulated by the FCC. When it comes to things like WhatsApp and, and Kick, it's up to them if they want to help you or not, and, and they probably are not going to help you at all if, if something were ever to happen. All right? So, everybody scared? Okay, good. Um, so let's... Let, let, let me give you guys tools. Let me give you guys some tools, okay? And, um, and then we'll give you a chance to ask some questions, all right? So the first thing, and, and the, the first thing would be time limitations, okay? There, there's got to be some time limits. And I know that sounds kind of basic, but I also know that that's, um, it's, it's, it's uncommon. At least the best I can tell, it's, it's pretty uncommon, with uh, at least the teenagers uh, I talk to. There's not a whole lot of time limitations uh, placed on them. Okay, so uh, time limits. Number two is something that um, I would suggest, I feel like it's a good idea, is that they turn their device in uh, at bedtime. That, that, they, that, that you would take their device at bedtime because they, they need to go to sleep. Uh, and, and really depending on what time their bedtime is, I mean, if, they, if 
not many good messages or pictures get sent after 11 o'clock. <laughs> you know, I mean, if they're sending pictures and texts late at night, they're probably not good. So just take it, take it at night. They don't need it. Uh, they're going to give you, uh, well, I use it for my alarm clock. Well, I'll buy you an alarm clock. Like five bucks at Walmart, okay? Um, the other, uh, number three, I would say, and, and this works, I feel like this works really well, would be uh, random checks. Uh, just random, different time of the day. It can't be that you check their phone every day at 4.30 because, uh, you know, about 4 o'clock they're going to start preparing and, and erasing and deleting history, okay? Um, I, you know, I want my kids to know that, that I am going to grab their phone at some unexpected time and they should just always be nervous. That, that's, that's, that's what I want. I want you always nervous about your phone because I'm going to grab it at any time. And if I find something I don't like, um, I will hammer it into pieces again. Okay? And uh, so random checks. Uh, I feel like because, and we're going to get to this in just a second with some of the other um, monitoring services and stuff, when it comes to those apps that monitor things and when it comes to really when you, you trying to stay on top of every single app that exists, you've got to know that there are app developers out there like, I mean, every day there's a few hundred new apps in the app store. There's no way that you guys, there's no way that I, there's no way that anybody can humanly stay on top of, of whatever app that teenagers are moving to, Okay. But I can't scare them enough to know that I'm going to take their phone at any time. And uh, they better not have anything that they shouldn't have. Um, now, there are some apps. Have you guys heard of the apps that are, that are like these, these fake vaults? Um, and, and it appears like you, you would look at it. A parent would scroll through, and, and it would be an icon that looks like a calculator. But the truth is, you open up that calculator, and it's password-protected photo vault that, you know, what you'll hear a lot of times is that, that uh, teenagers, that, that's where they're hiding um, naked pictures of one another that they've traded back and forth. And it's hidden in this, this app that looks like a calculator. Um, so that is where, in just a second, I'm going to talk to you about um, parental controls. That's where you guys have got to filter um, <laughs> what apps are getting put on, on, your, on your child's phone, okay? Um, here are, let me give you this. Here, here's a few web resources, okay? Uh, one of the ones, let's see, I don't think, um, go to the next one, Jacob. Oh, yeah, here we go, here we go. I did write these out. Now, let, let me say this. Um, I'm going to put all these on the Journey website, so if you don't feel like writing all these down right now, or you don't have anything to write on or type on, don't, don't worry about it, okay? These will all be on the website tomorrow. iParent.tv. This is probably my most favorite uh, website when it comes to staying on top of things. Um, this website was developed by a guy named Craig Gross, who is the founder of TripleXChurch.com, and TripleXChurch is a uh, pornography recovery ministry, uh, and he developed this website uh, for parents. And you can go on there, and they do a, a review, a brief overview of 
pretty much every app that's popular with teenagers. Every app, every website, um, they do apps and, and websites and one other thing, but I usually just pay attention to those two. Um, but they have an overview of Snapchat, and then they'll say, they'll also explain for every app or every website why your teenager or why your child would want it. They'll give some pros, if there are any, and then they'll, they'll explain briefly the cons, and then they'll make a recommendation. And a lot of times, it's, there's really just no reason for your kid to have this. And uh, so that, that is a great, great website. You should bookmark it. You should go there anytime you have questions. That's the first place that I go. Um, and it's not like huge, long for you guys who are skimmers and, and never read my emails that I send. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at you, Gene. <laughs> We're mean, Evan. Um, but th- those are, um, th- th- they're, they're brief. It's, it's bullet points, and, and you, you get what you need, and um, it's good, good, good. Another one is cpyu.org. That's the Center for Parents and Youth. Understanding the Center for Parent and Youth Understanding, uh, developed by a guy. Uh, he's a youth ministry professor. His name is Walt Mueller. I've read his stuff for years. Uh, he this website is going to be a lot more. It's going to include apps and internet, but it's it's going to be um, also a pretty in depth look at youth culture. So uh, what what movies are students watching? What songs are they listening to? What's happening with uh, I was on there looking at it yesterday, and so there's articles about you know the legalization of marijuana and how it's affecting teenagers and blah blah blah, and just lots and lots of good information if you're wanting to get a grip on youth culture. I would highly recommend that. Uh, number three uh, is another good one that we go to quite a bit. Pluggedin.com. Has anybody ever heard of Pluggedin.com? It's, it's by Focus on the Family. Uh, we use it primarily for uh, movie reviews. Uh, no, it, they, they do, um, there are their album reviews, I think they review like pop music, but we primarily just look at it when we're trying to figure out if, if the kids need to watch this movie, and um, plugged in, it's, like I said, it's focused on the family, they're watching the movies, they're giving a, an overview of the movie, and then they will, um, they'll tell you, you know, it, it takes God's name in vain, there are, are four F-bombs, your kids just don't need to see this, Okay. Um, now, I, I, I'm very, I'm a big fan of a website that is actually got shut down temporarily. It's called VidAngel. You might have heard of VidAngel. Uh, I love, love, love VidAngel. Uh, VidAngel is uh, it's a website, and it, they streamed movies. They, they stream movies, and you could set filters, and they would edit out on the spot, Cuss words or, or violence or nudity, you could say there were hundreds of filtering options. Um, and then Pixar, um, Fox, and uh, somebody, ABC, somebody else sued them. Uh, the Supreme Court has got an injunction against them. I think that's how injunctions work. Anyway, right now they are not operating. Um, but they raised a ton of money. They're going to go to the Supreme Court. Um, and fight against that injunction because they tried to get streaming rights from the movie studios, but the movie studios didn't want to because they didn't want any of their stuff filtered. They didn't want anything edited. They didn't want their art tampered with. Um, But anyway, I would highly encourage you to go to vidangel.com. I would love for you to, like, you know, write our congressman 
right, our senators, something, because you could stream a, a movie for a dollar. Uh, and, and these were current movies. These were like movies just out on DVD. These weren't like, you know, movies from 2003. Uh, so I love VidAngel, but right now you can't use VidAngel. So check that out. So PluggedIn.com and then VidAngel. Um, okay, there is also monitoring and filtering software, Okay. Uh, there are quite a few of these. There are things like NetNanny. Anybody ever heard of NetNanny? Um, then X Church has uh, filtering software. Uh, our family uses Covenant Eyes. Uh, we use Covenant Eyes. Uh, it's $12.99 a month, and we can install it on as many devices as we want. And the way, most, the way that X Church and Covenant Eyes work is that... Um, well, they work a little bit differently depending on the device, but essentially they filter the content, uh, and so they're going to block inappropriate content, and you can, you can set levels of filtering, you know, so you can filter stuff out on your five-year-old's iPad, if your five-year-old has an iPad, uh, but you can let some stuff through on your teenagers that you wouldn't let your five-year-old see, and, and so you've got different levels. Um, with Covenant Eyes and, and the iPhone, um, is a little bit different of a process of making it work than it is on the Android. Um, now, with, for instance, with Covenant Eyes um, on the iPhone, because the iPhone doesn't let anything run um, in, in the background, uh, like these filtering apps, they don't let it run in the background. It can't filter every app on the phone. It only has access to websites. And what you have to do is get rid of Safari. So you have to turn on parental restrictions, get rid of Safari, install the Covenant Eyes web browser, um, which is kind of buggy and very frustrating. And then you make your kids go to websites through the Covenant Eyes browser, but there's, it's not going to monitor Snapchat, it's not going to monitor Facebook, it's not going to monitor their texts or anything like that. Uh, on the Android, it's a little bit different. It has a little bit broader reach, and you can install it, and it, it can get into different apps. But there again, um, our son had an Android, and it was on there, and, and I, I found it to be a little bit buggy. But it is, in my opinion, of that style uh, of software filtering, uh, it, it is it is in, in the top, uh, in the top three. Um, the other thing about Covenant Eyes is that it has accountability. So, uh, for instance, like I have an accountability partner who gets an email once a week of all the websites that I've gone to. And, you know, if there's anything weird pops up, um, but like, I mean, sometimes I even like Fox News gets flagged and, you know, I get like, hey, what are you doing? Um, but he, he gets a report of everything that, that I've gone to. And uh, so it's not just monitoring, but it's got the accountability aspect to it. So that is a plus, but it does take some setting up and we don't, I, everybody's phone's a little different. So what I'm going to do uh, is tonight, it'll be ready tomorrow. You can go to journeylogoville.com slash tech talk. And uh, I'm going to have a link to an article on how to set it up on an iPhone 
and how to set it up on uh, an Android device, okay? Because it, it's a little bit uh, de too detailed to get into right now, okay? Uh, the other thing that I would encourage you guys to do is set up parental controls, okay? Set up parental controls. And I'll also have a couple links to the iPhone, the iOS parental controls, and the Android parental controls. I'm more familiar with the iPhone, okay? Uh, when it comes to the iPhone, the, the nice thing about the iPhone is, one, you can set up parental restrictions um, to where that you can turn pretty much any app off that you want, where they can't get to it. And uh, with iCloud, with family sharing, are any of you guys using family sharing? I would highly recommend that you use family sharing because what that does is it, it like in, in my family, I'm the the, the man, I don't know what, what it's called, the, the, I'm, the top level, I'm the top tier app guy, and uh, you can add your children, you, you add your spouse, and so you're all using the same purchasing account, which is nice for you guys who have like 13 Apple IDs, and you created these, and you don't know who's belong to whose, and it's all convoluted, um, and so it, it cleans up that life, and anybody that's under 18, I believe there's a switch you can turn on... Um, ask to purchase. So if my kid wants to, if my children want to download an app, I get an alert saying Alana has requested um, to download Kick. And I click, heck no. Okay. And, and so you can approve or, or decline. And that is a really, really nice feature. So the other thing about parental restrictions, at least on the iPhone, is um, they've got to ask me to install an app and then they don't have the ability to uninstall an app. They can't delete an app because sometimes if sneaky teenagers, they may be installing an app and then before they get home, they're deleting the app and then they'll reinstall it tomorrow when they get to school. Um, even though the school has blocked their internet access, but they've downloaded a VPN. You know what a VPN is? Virtual private network. So there are apps like one VPN is called, um, what was it? It's called Whale, is that right, Eric? Okay, they're, they're, they all have cute little names, and they're not bad apps, okay? Um, VPNs, um, they have a lot of different purposes, and, and you guys who work for larger corporations, if you have a company phone, you've probably got a VPN on your student or a middle school company installed, and, and so it's not like they're mischievous, but what it does for a high school student or a middle school student is it creates a virtual network, and they can connect to the school's Wi-Fi, and while the school's Wi-Fi has blocked Facebook, and blocked porn sites, whatever, the VPN allows them to circumvent it. Unless the school has a really, really top-notch IT department that has blocked VPNs. Um, Walton County has not done that. Uh, um, I don't know a Walton County student that doesn't have a VPN on their phone, honestly. Um, so... <laughs> um, Including, including one of mine before they lost their phone. Um, so, again, it's not mischievous necessarily, but it, it can do some not-so-great things. Okay, so um, I would highly, highly recommend you set up those parental controls, that you approve apps, that you don't let them delete apps, uh, and, and maybe keep VPNs. Off of, the, off of their phone. And you can search the, you can search the um, Google Play Store or the, uh, the 
the iOS, the App Store, and just type in VPN, and you'll get a whole list of them. And you can look for the icons, and then you go to your kid's phone and look and see if, there's, if they've got a VPN on theirs. And, and you can delete it if you want to. Um, and yeah, that, okay? So, now, my family, we are about to dump Covenant Eyes, and we are about to go with, uh, it's called Circle, with, and Circle with Disney. Anybody heard of this? I know somebody, I know, I know a few of you have it, actually, um, or about to have it. Uh, Circle, I looked at it a few years ago. Circle is a $99 piece of hardware that pairs with your uh, Wi-Fi. And Circle, um, it is extremely easy to set up, and it is extremely easy to manage. And um, while I don't, again, I don't have it yet, so I haven't played around with it. I think, who, so who has it in here? Okay, Joey's got it. Okay. Is that, is that Carrie? Yeah, okay, Carrie, the waters have it. Okay, and, and so maybe you guys could answer some questions with people milling around. You guys may be able to answer it a little bit better. Uh, well, pro- I definitely can answer it better than me. Um, but I looked at it a few years ago, and we didn't go that route because at that time, basically, if they weren't connected to your home Wi-Fi, because Circle is working with your home Wi-Fi, uh, they could... Once they got out of your home Wi-Fi, I mean, it, it, was, it was doing nothing. And, and so if you're talking about a cell phone, um, then, then the protection left when they left the house. Excuse me. Now, if it was a device with only Wi-Fi and that was the only way it could be used, then, then it was perfect. But we wanted something that was going to go with them everywhere. But now Circle has developed Circle Go, uh, which is the portable version of it, so, but you have to have the hardware. So you've got to have the Circle Home, and then you add Circle Go, and it, it goes on every device. Uh, and for $9.95 a month, it, you can install it on up to 10 devices, and then you've you got to pay a little bit more uh, from there. Uh, the cool thing about uh, Circle Go is you can easily restrict apps. You can tell, you can say, I don't want my kid to have app access to Snapchat, kick, whatever, you just, you just flick them off. You, you, no, you don't flick them off. Um, <laughs> you like flick the button is what I was trying to say. Um, maybe you do flick them off. Um, the, uh, you can set bedtimes for users. You can, and you can set a different bedtime for this kid and that kid, and, and their phone stops working uh, at bedtime. Uh, you can set time limits for anything. You can set time limits for specific apps. You can set time limits for the internet in general. You can set time limits for Netflix. You only get an hour of Netflix a day. And after that hour, it stops working. Uh, there's also a pause button. And you can, like dinner time, you hit pause, nobody's internet works. Um, it's time to have a family powwow, pause. Nobody's internet works. You can, you, <laughs> what you, but, um, uh, and also there is, uh, I just saw this today, actually, uh, I'd be curious if any of you guys have used it, uh, but you can reward them for chores. It links with a few chores app, apps, and if they've done this chore, you can add, you can, boom, you get 15 extra minutes today. And, and so you can reward them with screen time. And which is pretty amazing. So you can go to meetcircle.com, and uh, there's a pretty cool video that explains, and they've got a lot of FAQs um, 
that, that they answer there, and uh, I, it, looks, it looks great. Uh, and, and so we, um, we are switching personally from Covenant Eyes to, to Circle um, as soon as I have $99. No, uh, no we're going to do that this week. So uh, I, I've already got my kids prepared, um, but we're really excited about the pause button, to be honest. So uh, anyway, so those are the tools and the resources and the websites that I wanted to give you. So hopefully, uh, hopefully um, you are walking away feeling like, look, you, you don't have to understand every app. You don't need to go like enroll in computer science classes at Georgia Tech. You just need to <laughs> pray for your kid, love your kid, point them to Jesus, be smart, don't be lazy, take these resources, and, and, and let's all help each other out, okay? So, um, yeah, 708. So I want to let you guys go soon, but let's take a few minutes, and um, if you have any questions... Let's ask them. If you have any questions about Circle, uh, which my guess is that most of you, or a lot of you maybe have some questions about that, maybe um, Joey and Karen, maybe y'all can help me out fill those questions. Uh, because honestly, uh, I kind of said this to Eric when I was walking up. I was like, truthfully, now that I know about Circle, a lot of the, if, you're gonna, if you'll spend the 100 bucks, a lot of this other stuff is kind of obsolete if you just buy Circle. Circle fixes all of the problems that that you had with covenant eyes and all the problems that you had with trying to piecemeal together uh, a plan. Circle, the best I can tell, takes care of all that. So, I will now, at this point, open the floor for questions. Amy. Yeah, so, so with covenant eyes, you, can, you, you install it on the phone. Uh, now, the Android, the nice thing about Covenant Eyes and the Android is that the Androids do let Covenant Eyes run in the background, so it has access to, to filter and block other apps, whereas on the iPhone, it's only typing in a web address. So yeah, you could definitely install it on the Android there. You're paying for it. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. So it's just, it's, it's all or nothing. <laughs> yeah. Don't you make me? Don't you? I'll do it. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm excited about with Circle because I, right. I mean, I, I'll, I'll get lost in doing something. I'm like, hey, hey, where is everybody? And I'll walk, I'll, I'll like, 
Are you upstairs on the phone? Are you in your bed? Everybody down here right now, we're going to talk about something. Everybody hug. You know, it's like, I just don't even, I just don't like it. That's our pack. Yeah, and that, that, that's kind of, that, that's how we've been operating. We, we've kind of had this piecemeal thing, you know, um, where we, we've had Covenant Eyes blocking and filtering stuff, and then we had, yeah, AT&T, I could go and, and turn somebody's access off altogether, and, and then, like, blocking somebody from Wi-Fi, uh, I would have to, that, that's kind of tedious. You've got to know how to get into your Wi-Fi router and, and, you got to find the, the MAC address of the phone, depending on your router, and type it in. It's just a, it, it was just a pain, and it's not something that you know everybody. Um, you know, if you can figure it out, it's it's a headache, and you you don't really want to deal with it. Um, so. So that that the nice thing, of, uh, Circle too. What and I, I'm not getting like a kickback from Circle or anything here, <laughs> uh, which I should. But I, I'm just I'm really excited about it. I can't wait to get it. I can't wait to limit my children, um, uh, but but the uh, and, and myself, right? Uh, Heather's going to have the pause, but, but you get fi- you get fifteen minutes a day, Jono. Uh, <laughs> use it wisely. Here, here's your internet time, and it's at five a.m. Okay. Um, uh, the the other cool thing about Circle is that anytime. Uh, Somebody visits your house, uh, like somebody comes over to visit and you give them the, the Wi-Fi password, uh, they are automatically included in Circle. Uh, and, and so uh, because, because, remember, Circle is pairing with your Wi-Fi router, and so it's, it's anything, it's standing between your Wi-Fi and the phone. So it's not something that has to be installed on every phone in regards to the Wi-Fi at home. Now, Circle Go outside when they're on LTE or 4G or whatever, Circle Go does have to be installed. But when it comes to just at home on the Wi-Fi, anybody who shows up in your house who's using your Wi-Fi, or if your neighbors try to get on your Wi-Fi, you get, a, you get an alert. Um, you get an alert that so-and-so has joined your, your Wi-Fi. And so you, you've got your Wi-Fi router here, and, and Circle is... It's like, you know, it's, it's like the, the, the bodyguard in between your Wi-Fi and the world. And it's, it, anybody attached to your Wi-Fi is going to be filtered. Now, does it work as promised? Is it as amazing as I say it is, Carrie? Any downside, you guys, of anything that... Um... Yeah, the one big mistake I made was I accidentally labeled one of my son's devices as my eldest son's device. And so he kept giving me prescriptions, and I was like, no, Daddy would not make a mistake. I don't want to do <laughs> and so I finally realized I had mis- mislabeled their devices. So that 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Did, was it easy to set up in the beginning? Okay. Now, are, are you guys using the Go or, or just the... Just the okay, okay. Can you, this was the answer I couldn't get on the website. Can you, like, if they're outside the home and you want to just lock them down, like, pause them and restrict everything, you can do that with Go? Have you done that? No. <laughs> Which that brings up something funny, and you got it. the first thing that any friend of your child's does when they get to your house. Hey, what's your Wi-Fi password? <laughs> like, I won't give it out. I'll hand me your phone. I'll type it in. But you're not getting it. Yeah. So the the only thing you can do is make a phone call. <laughs> it has done wonders for our peace and quiet. <laughs> cool. Cool. Any other questions? That, that's a tricky one because it, it is. It's, it's kind of all or nothing um, when it comes to YouTube or uh, like with Netflix. I mean, you can either watch Netflix or you can't watch Netflix. Uh, now, YouTube does have some parental controls that you can log in and you can adjust, but your kid would have to be signed in to YouTube for those to take effect. And most of the time, you're not signed into YouTube. So, yeah, exactly. got to be signed in. So, so yeah, so th that's good. So the trick is keeping them signed in. Really, And, and yeah, with the littler ones, that, that's easy. With, with the teenager, 
that, that's a little trickier. Um, we had tried, you know, making them access YouTube through the, um, uh, through the uh, Covenant Eyes browser, but again, it, it's all or nothing. You can either go to YouTube or you can't, and um, um, so that, that's the best option um, that, that I, I can see as far as, as far as YouTube goes. So they're kind of like basically filtering YouTube for you. Because that, that's, yeah, that, that's the thing with the ads. I mean, because your kid can, I mean, this probably happened. I know it's happened to our kids. They start out on, you know, one of these, oh my gosh, these idiot YouTuber channels, you know, that drive me crazy. Play, my kid, they were watching someone play video games the other day. I'm like, you're not even playing video games. You're watching somebody play a video game. Get off there and get a life. And, um, but, but you can start there and, and I mean, just on the sidebar, it gets pretty quick. You can end up somewhere that you, you don't want them to be. So that's good. That's good. Again, coming back to circle, how does circle function with YouTube? Is it all or nothing? Even within YouTube? Now, there is a YouTube Kids app. Um, My two-year-old loves to watch other kids play sports. Yes. Uh, opening up Easter eggs. Like for an hour. And these guys, these guys are making their living, making videos of themselves opening up Easter eggs. I was like, oh my gosh, why haven't I thought of that? <laughs> So check out my YouTube channel. Uh, I sharpen pencils. It's, you'll love it. Your kids will love it. Okay. Any other questions? Delete their account? Yeah. yeah, some of them, some of them, they're deleted, but... If you log back in within 30 days or 60 days, it's reactivated automatically. Um, Facebook's like that. Twitter, Twitter's like that. Yeah. And if, eventually it will if you stay out of it. But if you log back in, um, of course, you could change the password and they, no one could log back in and then it's gone. Angie? Very, and, and, yeah, probable. <laughs> that, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and even, yeah, I, I was on there with some students, you know, and, and we end up in this room playing a game, and it's like, oh, my gosh. And they're like, hey, my youth pastor's in here with us. Could you stop? And it's just like, <laughs> they, they, 
they're crazy. They're, it's, it's crazy. Um, so, yeah, there again, I don't know how it works, but Circle does, mon- it, it does, it does filter Xbox. I don't know what it filters. I don't think it filters their language, you know. Like, <laughs> it doesn't, like, bleep them out. <laughs> Dang. Okay. All right. Any any other questions? I don't want to cut anybody off. <coughs> yes. I don't really have a question. It's more of a comment. I think one of our hardest things is Google, because like my kids have a Gmail account, and when you have a Gmail account, then you end up with Hangouts, and then you end up with like Google Plus, and then you end up with like Google Slides, and you can go in and like deactivate those parts of it. Like my kids aren't on social media, but like if somebody were to invite them to Google Plus. Yeah, there's definitely a lot included in it. Because, like, you know, Hangouts is, like, texting, but, of course, it's all web-based. And, um, so you're not set it up when you get teaching and everything? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I do. It's just one of those, I guess I'm just sharing consumer information yeah. of what Google you know, is. That, um, as a parent, there seems to always be something new. Um, you know, when you go to Google Slides, and then you can see all these slides that are public from, you know, who knows who, talking about yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kitten, kittens breakdancing. Uh, yeah. good, good, good videos, good videos. Well, look, um, let, me, let me say this. I'm thankful that you were here, and uh, my prayer is that, that you have learned something, that you walk away with something usable, uh, and that, that you're encouraged and, and not overwhelmed. And, and I believe you guys, you got this. Um, if I can help you in any way, if... I am more than happy to meet with you one-on-one. If you were to need help, um, I don't know how many iPhones I've sat and locked down for parents. Okay, so I'd be happy to, to meet with you and lock down an iPhone. Uh, if, you ever, if you ever have a question about an app or, or anything like that or help with something, uh, you can email me, johno at journeyloganville.com, and I will be happy uh, to help you or meet with you, or if your kid is struggling with something, if they're struggling with something that, um, like I said, they, I've got a couple guys that I meet with who are struggling with a, with some things, and, and so, um, you know, just if, if I can help you in any way, if Heather or I can help you, we would love to, um, and, and we're there for you and your children, and, and we love them, and we pray for you, and we pray for them, um, and, and we want to minister to your family in any way that we can. And so just let me know. Don't hesitate to ask, okay? Um, you guys are free to you know, keep asking each other's questions. I feel like you guys have helped each other out a lot. So this has been good. So um, 
thank you for being here. Um, I want to pray for you before you go, and on your way out, uh, grab some more dessert, because it looks like there's a good bit left. So um, let me pray for you, and then you guys can go um, delete all the apps off your kids' phones. God, we're thankful um, that you don't just leave us on our own to figure all this out, God, but through your Holy Spirit, you give us wisdom, you give us discernment, uh, and I pray that we would listen to you and that we would point our kids to you and that we would be faithful to make disciples. Um, God, I pray that we would lean on each other um, as, we, as we walk through this with, with teenagers and with kids um, and that we would lift each other up, that we would be an encouragement to one another um, and that we would um, just be there as some of us go through different things and difficult things. Um, with our kids. Now we love you and we thank you for loving us and redeeming us and, and taking such good care of us. Um, and God, I pray uh, that we would be faithful parents. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys. Yes.